The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Let's see, is there a way to turn down <laughs> my monitoring? I don't know. No, I mean, I feel lucky at this point. The cool thing is, I think, no, nothing. I know. I'm the only one that's met everyone that is a host, except for Kyle. So now Kyle is the last person after me. <laughs> mm. I've met, yeah, I, the, actually, no, I, I almost met Kyle. We never actually met in person, even though I feel like nope. I've met Kyle before, but I haven't. Kyle oh, looks like a James Bond villain tonight. He really does. Look at him lounge there. <laughs> in his secret hideaway. I've got a Octopus. small... Yeah, right. My pocket pussy right here. Um, I have got a small pussy. I have got a small issue. Yes. With oh issue. Oh wait, no. I see. I see what it is. I got this. It's a normal size. I mean, that's that that's average, right? So that's that's what my wife says. She says it's normal. She's she's telling me. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hers is the only opinion that that matters on that, right? It's true. Yeah. True. All right, uh, one second. I gotta grab my notebook. <sighs> Danny, so, what did you tell me? It's the value. It's not the size. It's the value. <laughs> <laughs> the value. Wait, no, that's what? a good point. What value does it bring to their lives? If it's value, it's for you to interpret and 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 deal with. Hmm. Well, I'm glad I got. What is the value of your penis? What is the value of your penis? Let's be real. The most important part in intimacy is. Does it have purpose? Right That's here. the real question. Is is all above? What? It's all above the waist. The you doing a willow oh, thing? You were waving. Oh, oh, you were, oh, the most important part is me, Jabba. No, no, <laughs> Jazz like, all these all these other parts here are more important than what's down there. That's what I've been learning. That's what I've learned in my. I life. thought you were doing like a willow thing, like you know, the most important thing. It's, it's right here, <laughs> my finger. <laughs> I'm sure glad I got most of that on on uh No, on please recording. don't post that. I'm going to look like a dude. <laughs> what are you talking That's the cold open. No, 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 no. So I think you get one one a year, right? So Fair Jeremy used one from last year. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. What was the, what um, did you have us cut? It was the it was the terrorist the thing, raw, right? The raw, yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm not, I'm not. You, are you literally repeating it? <laughs> now, now you have to cut that, Kyle. God damn it. There's no context for that. I'm not cutting just the word. There's no context. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not cutting just the word. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you guys like my anti-hemorrhoid podcasting setup? This is this is badass, right? Is that what this, is? <laughs> this, is, this is what that is. This is this is the Kyle's ass. Do you have a donut under there? Set. No, because you know, uh, believe it or not, donuts don't work for everyone because of the way it can uh, spread said yeah, ass cheeks. It'll actually tug on that. the sphincter and can uh, exasperate. Uh, uh, exasperate. So, exas- how do I say it? Did I say it wrong? You said exasperate. Well, maybe the word. Oh, sorry, sorry. Maybe, maybe that's the correct terminology for this particular condition. Nick says he's got a hard on in 57 minutes. Oh, no, minutes. hard out. Oh, hard out. Okay. Wow. I'm sorry. I misread that. I'm wow. wearing glasses. Okay. Both. Well, then, are you. Are, Let's see are, you yeah, all. this show's, this show's <laughs> not going to be an hour. Are you, are just, you guys just ready? To let you know right I'm just this funny. Sure. <laughs> yeah, it's, it doesn't seem like it's gonna be an hour-long show. That's okay. Nick, you just fucking leave. You you can leave when you're ready. You have work soon. Yeah, that's why I said I'll just drop. As your job. Fine. Yeah. Good. We should start the show. <laughs> <laughs> we can't start the show. We have a bit of business to take care of first. What? No, 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 Wait, no, no, no. no we, that could be in the show. That could be in the show. 
So let him start the, the show's show. already recording. What are you talking no, about? No, no, but the show's happening the, right now. We have to do the, the intro. Show. We have to do the intro. What the fuck's your name? Brandon. You're not here enough for me to know what your name is. <laughs> <They're> gone now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do the intro first. Are ready for the intro? Hello, everybody. Welcome to Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast, the flagship international podcast of LRMOnline.com and the Genreverse Podcast Network. Emphasize international. Because for the first time in years, we have the Ladtastic Four fully accounted for. We have a full-on quorum, so to speak. So that's not technically accurate, but whatever. It hasn't been years. And what I, everything I'm saying is inaccurate. But we have four beautiful faces here in front of us. Let's start with the, the usual Nick. Doll, hi, Nick. Hello. Let's start with the, the, the slightly less usual Daniel Bartlett. Good evening, good morning, or good night. And... The the person who's been missing from the Lantastic Four for the past several decades here, uh, and that is wow. Wow. Brandon Goodness. Jones, wow. Sir Jonesius himself. Hi, Brandon. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing fantastic. And it's not just that. It's not you're not just here, but I'm there. as I mentioned pre-recording, the two best-looking people on the podcast are together for the first time in the history of man. Look at that. Not you, dog. I don't know. I don't know if that comes across, but they're in the same room, and they're they're living their best lives. And we'll talk a little bit about what they've been doing uh, together, running around Dubai. But first things first, I, we have a little it. bit of a little bit of business to take care of. So let me go ahead and just jump right into it. <clears throat> Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to, to you. you. Happy birthday, birthday to, to you. you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, birthday to Kyle. Oh, it's Happy birthday to you. So there are a few things more this painful. This dog is about to bite my head off. <laughs> There are a few things more painful than that song, than that song over Zoom, because we can't you know sync up. Yeah, I didn't care. <laughs> I also just got a text. Oh, that to stop a Show's I got, over. I got You're a text all fired. from Kirsten. <laughs> Kirsten just texted me and said, stop. "Thank you, by the way." So, I'm <laughs> happy birthday, Kyle. I know, I know, uh, it was yesterday. But we're celebrating it today because we didn't podcast yesterday. We're doing no. what we can. Stop you your go. bitching. Happy I mean, complaining birthday, because YouTube. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Go, go. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use my f bomb. Go fuck yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Well, we got some fun stories to talk about today. Lots of fun. No controversy whatsoever. Um, but before we do that, what brings Danny? And Jonesy to the same so- side of the world. What what's happening over there? What do you guys do? What have you been doing? Jonesy, and your time together. Oh, wait, need, Jonesy, need, take it away, buddy. It's been your trip. So I received. So I'm on a field trip. I received a very generous invitation to go see Hans Zimmer. Like I'm, I'm so excited to see this concert. There are very few people that I care to see live, and Hans Zimmer is one of those people that has been. Um, a musical force in my life for like decades at this point. So there's a concert here in Dubai and Daniel's like, hey, you should come come see this. And I'm here and it's tomorrow, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. It was going to be today, which would have meant missing the podcast, but now it's been moved to tomorrow. 
Why was it moved? So it's all working out. Well, it's turned out that it's been a very hugely uh, oversubscribed event. So they put on an extra night. So I moved oh. the tickets to tonight to do the podcast. Jones, you can have an extra day, like doing some stuff. Um, so, yeah, we, it's an extra show that they put on because, like I said, it's proved to be very popular. So tomorrow night. Surprising, said no one, apparently, other than the people putting on the show, that Hans Zimmer would draw bodies. That was the weirdest way I could have phrased that. But would have drawn an audience. That's that's a better way I could have said <laughs> that. Um, but, yeah, it's cool that you guys are together. You're going to have to share stories and all that shit later on. God, I can't stop swearing. I'm sorry, Kyle. All that stuff. So let's go ahead and jump into uh. We have wait. Are we stories. not supposed to be cursing? Did this podcast become PG thirteen? No, no, no. You guys just judicious usage of cursing, and definitely after the first uh eight seconds of a of a video. No, no more, no less than eight seconds, unless that fifteen second rule comes into YouTube. Get your shit together, guys. Ser- seriously. You know that chick that has the, all the algorithms going around her face when she's like trying to figure something out. Like that's what I was envisioning as you were explaining. That. That's me every day. That's me every day. Every video that I edit. Yeah. <laughs> so. Let's talk about some news stories. So we're going to be catching up a little bit on what we've been all watching. But first things first, we got we got some DC things to discuss. As you all know, James Gunn is in the midst of changing the world, changing the universe, changing the DC universe. And axes have been thrown everywhere, all over the place, cutting things left and right making way getting rid of henry cavill we don't need that guy anymore he's gone he's gone we don't really know about a lot of other things at this point but it's very clear he is open to cleaning house in order to wipe the slate clean we don't know quite how much yet but uh, uh this trend continues at least it seemed to be that way but we'll talk more about that in a second titans and doom control these are two sh- Doom Patrol. These two shows started with DC Universe. Was it four years ago? The DC Universe app four years ago. They were the mainstay. They were the draws to the apps. Uh, and I guess Titans was okay for the most part, but it seems like for me that the darling of everyone was Doom Patrol. And now after four seasons and after a transition over to HBO Max, it looks like the time is at an end. Uh, understandably so, people kind of assumed that James Gunn was the one who was responsible for this since he is cleaning house. Um, but according to a recent tweet, he says, the decision to end this end the series precedes us, but I certainly wish the best for the talented group of care, uh, creators, actors, and the rest of the crew that produced both shows. Um, and I think that's really key. Like, it's easy to to constantly cast the blame on... James Gunn, Peter Safran, who are shepherding the DC universe going forward. Um, but we can't forget that the studio is still the entire, not the studio, the entire company of Warner Brothers is still being run by David Zaslav, who unceremoniously acts a completed movie in Batgirl. So it shouldn't be surprised that this, this, this actual move came before James Gunn. Um, but it does seem pretty fortuitous and in line with what they've been doing before. So I'm going to ask this of Jonesy first, because I know you're a fan of Doom Patrol. Are you sad? Uh, So I'm a fan of both shows. I am sad, but I also understand. We've talked before about the fact that um, 
What's the optimum number of seasons? Four, right? So at some point, you're not really making any more money. Oh, three. Usually service. it's after three, three. Is when the okay. negotiations for like, they, they usually sign up for a number of seasons. And then at that point, they're up for renegotiation of their contract. By they, I mean actors. Um, and then yeah. the studios have to reassess, okay, are they bringing in more of a draw than they were before to justify the increasing costs? Um, but anyway, sorry, continue, Jonesy. So, yeah, so we got one extra. Um, as a fan of both shows, I am disappointed to see them go, but I completely understand it. I didn't think James Gunn had anything to do with this. I There's a part of me that feels like he is, for the most part, focused on the cinematic side of it. And anything that's happening on uh, TV is not necessarily with his purview. So I did think that this was coming just based on everything we had been seeing with uh, David Zaslav. So disappointed, not unexpected but I'm glad that I got what I did. Like Dan Guerrero has been fantastic. Uh, Brendan Fraser has been fantastic on that show. I got some really, really, really good performances out of them. So I'm hoping to see what, uh, especially Dan Guerrero does next. Um, so yeah, I'm okay with it. I'm I'm oddly okay with it. Oddly, oddly okay. She's an Encanto. She's great in Encanto. She's fantastic. It's crazy, Jane. I have a new dog now. Danny, <laughs> what uh have you were you indulging in these shows? And um yeah, do you I, think this is ultimately yeah, a good so, thing? Yeah, so a tricky one for me. I really, really enjoyed Doom Patrol, but because of it when it uh, I've not been able to see the last season. Um Titans I was never a fan of, didn't enjoy it very much, not that fussed about that. But Doom Patrol, I will be sad to see to say goodbye to but here's the thing i haven't seen the latest season so my question back at you guys if we can is did it end in a way that it could be the last season or is it left something open it's like oh well shit we don't get resolution to xyz part of the story um was it is it left in a way that would be okay or is it going to be very frustrating for me and anybody else that hasn't seen the latest season Jonesy, I mean, I, th I think you would know. I don't. I haven't watched these shows beyond the first few episodes, so that's on you, man. I think it's hard to tell. Um, it, I, I don't know whether or not there would be any hanging threads based on what I've seen so far from both shows. Has the have the seasons have know. they all aired? Have the shows all aired? The episodes? No, so they haven't they have finished. Not. Okay, uh, the fourth seasons of both. Oh, okay. Titans took a break um during winter and i don't think they're back yet they're like five or six episodes into the current season and doom patrol um might also be on break right now so i think titans is supposed to come back this month and um i don't know about um doom patrol yet okay I... oh well i appreciate that well okay i apologize and i just assumed i thought the season had run its course and that was the end but if they haven't finished then maybe there is time to to alter a plan that could have left things open a little bit, but we'll see. But uh, answer your question, Jammer. I, I'm I'm upset to to say goodbye to Doom Patrol, but it's been fun. I'm glad I had that show, and uh, and I'm looking forward to what's going to happen next. But sad to see it go. But hey, glad I got the four seasons, or will have had the four seasons. Nick, I thought one uh, of the articles said that uh, they were told far enough in advance, like wrap it up in their last two, like episodes. You thought, or you okay, thought? that's cool. I read that in one of the articles. I, mean, I don't know which one. That might make sense, especially if what Gunn is saying is true that the decision to cancel it precedes him. Yeah, so. you're right. So Variety reported that 
I'm useful. Producers on both shows knew that the seasons would be the final outings, enough time to craft fitting endings, endings before production wrapped. So that is correct. Yay, I knew something. Um, I haven't watched either show. Um, so I don't really have like, But would you, you know, would you have if you if you were let's just say and I know yes. James Gunn isn't responsible for that, but you you would have done this? I would have wiped up the slate completely clean, which I don't think he's going to do with everything. Based yeah, on I would rumors we I would have wiped it off the face of the earth. I'd be like, what's a DCEU? What the heck is that? What's a Batman v Superman? I don't like, know what that is. Like I've I have a feeling certain elements are gonna continue forward the more we hear and the less he commits to stuff. Like, especially since uh his wife is also gonna be in Shazam and I hear the Flash baby. I wonder if she'll get cut completely. Not her, but just just her. But I, I want a cl- completely clean re- reset. Especially, and it only matters for TV because you said the TV and the animation will also almost all be DCU. We know there are exceptions like the Batverse and Joker, but yeah, I just think it makes. So you're sense saying it'll all it be connected. The TV shows as well, like in the in the video games and the com, like they're connecting everything, right? I don't think the I video games. That would be really oh, well, I don't. Remember. Uh, yeah, it'd be really he hard. Did, I remember he hearing did say it and video say, games. He did. And I remember thinking he that's did. a terrible idea. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, we'll but he see. also he also did say that there's still a multiverse and there's still else world. So there is no full full reset. As much as there's a full reset by by his words back at the beginning of this mess there is no full reset so take that for what it's what it's worth yeah just, i haven't <laughs> seen them but i would like to see a whoop, eraser and then new stuff i mean not eraser all stuff's gonna exist except for batgirl but you know what i mean what batgirl what because we've not seen it it's not yeah. been out there batgirl oh. has been erased but right gotcha got it it's already been erased um, but yeah, I think this is ultimately a good move. Like I just get rid of all of it. Just get rid of all of it. I'm with you, Nick. I think they need to wipe it completely clean. But then again, I don't know what his plans are. And I've also, there've been many points where I'm like, they should do this and they don't do that. And I still like it. I'm like, okay, well, I think that worked. So if there's someone who can make it work, it's James Gunn. I didn't think I would like a peacemaker show. I'd be like, what the hell are you doing? Why are you, why are you wasting time in this character? Even, even in suicide squad, I remember watching the suicide squad and at the end I'm thinking, I'm an idiot. James Gunn has been trolling us. There is no way we're going to be having a Peacemaker show after this. And then the post credit scene happened. I'm like, oh, I guess we are. But it just felt, why? He wasn't even really a great character in the Suicide Squad. Like, he was fine, but he wasn't, like, amazing. Um, and then Peacemaker came out and proved me a fool. So if there's anyone that can prove me wrong, it's James Gunn. We'll uh, have to wait and see what he ultimately plans. I'm still waiting for these these plans that were supposed to have been announced soon. I'm ready for some, I'm ready for some information. Give it to me. I want it, but I, obviously they'll get it when they'll give it to us when it's ready. Um, anyone else have any thoughts about Titans, DC, Doom Patrol, anything else in between? Nah. We're about to jump into some sadder news here. Some, uh, and, and I don't mean necessarily sad for the creative side, more for just, you know, the real life side of things. So Justin Roiland, the one of the, the creators and, and huge voice talents involved in Rick and Morty, has had quite the fall. Um, he was recently charged with one felony count of domestic battery. 
uh, with corporal injury and one felony count of false imprisonment by menace, violence, fraud, and or deceit. In the wake of that, Adult Swim, who, um, you know, they're they're responsible for Rick and Morty. Or actually, I don't even know if they they don't produce. It. I actually I don't know who produces. It. They don't produce it. They just they just distribute. I guess Adult Swim distribute. I don't really sure actually, but they're involved with Rick and Morty. And they have cut all ties, saying Adult Swim has ended its association with Justin Roiland. Rick and Morty will continue. The talent and dedicated crew are hard at work on season seven. Um, and yeah, I there was a 70-episode order, and they're like not even halfway through. So they're going to be going substantially in without one of their co-creators, without one of their voice talents. Rick and Morty is a William Street production, so it is in-house. They're at Cartoon Network Adult Adult Swim. William Street is their their production company. It's got Perfect. additional Thank ones you. that it works with, but William Street is first on the on the list. You having fun there, Jonesy, with your camera? This is like this is a whole sideshow here with you and the the sort of slow zooms and and making it look visually dynamic. It's like I'm watching a Michael Bay film. You're on mute, also. You're just proving your age. <laughs> So I muted myself because Danny's in the room and I didn't want the, the feedback. Um, so the tablet does this its own thing. I wonder if I can turn that off. Let's see if I can turn that off. I'll work on it. Like I thought you were trying to get like a hero oh, shot of yourself. It was working. Yeah, how about that? Sure. How about that? I mean, honestly, I don't mind. Does I just work? don't want it constantly shifting and then sort of distracting. I just did the thing. That's what I'm saying. So I turned yeah, off the fine. Michael Bay camera. So there's not going to be a thing. You're looking good. You're looking great. All right. Tells it up and and to your right a bit. Center your center yourself uh, there. Up, up. And Back. I can't see myself. Back. Yeah, and, oh, you can't see yourself. That's there you go, right there. Good, good Stay. to go. Don't move. Good, good. Stay that go. way for it. <laughs> I just kept right seeing his finger right come up on the screen. Right there. Right there. Anyway, so uh, Justin Roiland nice. has been blacklisted. That's not the right term. From uh. But he's he's gone. he's gone from he's gone from the show. In addition to that, your racist ass language. What? Oh, god damn. Nothing. In addition to that, uh, Hulu has also dropped him from. Why are you vertical? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. No, 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 no. Why are you vertical? This is not TikTok. This is not not the CCP's. This is the easiest uh, way thing. to center myself. You are. You are a landscape you the person. Part out of everything. <laughs> There are TikToks from Jonesy where he has it horizontal. Oh, so God. it's like sideways if you're on TikTok. Yeah. So you can't just get it right. <laughs> well, I recorded that from my computer. So that's the reason why that happened. Well, I get that's why that happens. It's hey, just funny that you uploaded it without Hi, dog. Fix it, but... Hi, dog. Fine. I want to play with the dog here. There we go. Okay. I like you get Anyways. one or the other. Either here. This is what we want. That's it. Yes, that's fine. Uh, anyways, 20th, 20th television animation said we have ended our association with Justin Roiland. Very direct statement. Very easy. Um, yeah, very clear there. There's, there's no one, no one's taking any chances there. And then of course it wasn't just that Justin Roiland also, uh, voluntarily left, uh, Squanch games, which is his, his video game thing, video game company studio, I guess is the best way to see it. He's doing it. They, they launched high on life. I think it was last month or so, um, which was a popular Xbox Game Pass launch. And it's funny because I remember when that came out, people were already turning on Justin Roiland because like this game isn't funny. This is your your little your little dancing isn't funny anymore, Justin Roiland. They're already turning on him. So I felt like this is a weird completion of that arc there. 
Um, he said, uh, the, or excuse me, he didn't say, but the studio tweeted out yesterday, the passionate team at Squanch will keep developing games. We know our fans will love while continuing to support and improve high on life. Um, so yeah. So a first question I have, and I know this isn't your, your area of expertise, Jonesy, but what the hell is false imprisonment? You need to unmute yourself, sir. It's when I take you. Yeah, you know, I was thinking it's when I take you and I put you in a place without authority. So like if I was at your place and you were like, hey, I want to leave the house. So like, no, you can't leave the house. It's it's it's, it's kidnapping without actually taking you from one place to another, basically. And I just basically saying you, you can't leave somewhere that you're existing right. presently. And okay. I don't have the authority to do so. Because uh, false imprisonment, I think of that. I just think of you know those those poor people who were falsely accused and imprisoned for years. That's what I think. So it was weird to me. I was just like, I have no who, idea. What people? I don't know. A certain percentage of people in prison and just our justice system in general. Right. And so, and that's why I said without the authority to do so. So the state has the authority to actually imprison you. So well, when I, I hear the term false citizen, imprisonment, that's what I think I of, even if it's not correct. Got it. Don't, I knew Got it wasn't correct, but I I want I was curious about the clarification, and I, I appreciate sure. that. Um, I this just really uh I think it's just important to kind of discuss. This is a it's a sad topic, obviously, for everyone involved. You know, we don't know anything really at all. Um, so I always hesitate to have opinions about like, what do you think? Because I don't know. I don't know Justin Roiland. I don't know what he's like. I don't know anything. And I'm but at the same time, it's just important to really put it out there and uh say like, yeah, this is this is a very, very popular show. He's produced really popular things and now those things will be forever affected. So I guess I'm just gonna ask initial overall thoughts. Nick, we'll start with you. Well what were your the day- thoughts when you first heard about this news? Uh that it's it's a good thing. For not for the shows, but obviously it's the correct thing to do as far as like something Warner Brothers should still consider doing with uh, Ezra Miller, who's also had his issues. It's not the same thing. It's not the same thing because they have they have a produced movie that's done. This is a something that's currently in production. So I think that's a big difference. If the Flash hadn't started getting produced yet. I don't think they would have continued and that would be the same. That would be a similar situation, but the flash movie's done. Did they, um, did the, did I know that, uh, adult swim said they would continue on. Did Hulu, the Disney Hulu say that they were going to keep doing solar opposites and Panda man or whatever they the hell not. is other show. Okay. Cause I would end those. Um, I'll actually know he's Why? not even, you don't know how successful I, they are though. Yeah, and it's also like he doesn't seem to be the main creative power behind either as far as the main writer. Like Rick and Morty has Dan and Harmon all over it and Justin Roiland's just a voice, I believe, on the Hulu show. Which is in and of itself. Yeah, Dan, Dan yeah. Harmon, the, the unproblematic Dan Harmon is yeah, that's the sole the creator. Uh, yeah. Hulu said that uh, uh, we have ended our association with Justin Roiland. Uh, both Solar Opposites and Koala Man will continue without his involvement. Okay, so they're saying the same thing as per, per variety. Yeah. Yep. Per variety. And Justin Roiland is a co-creator, Nick. He's not he's not just a voice in Rick and Morty. But I don't think No, I, I know that, but I'm saying the the writing is very much Dan Harmon, except for me and my roommate already discussed this. We're like, we're definitely losing the wacky, wacky episodes like like interdimensional cable 
um, which they do once in a while, because that is literally Justin Roiland getting drunk and just riffing where it's like, and it's two brothers and like they go in cars and then they got two brothers like that. That's pure Justin Roiland. But otherwise, like, I, I think it's going to be very difficult. But you could find a voice like his um, somewhere for sure. But at, at the same time, I don't. I don't know how successful they'll be without him. If it can really, the magic could really be captured again, though we've kind of already referenced that a lot of people have already been getting tired of his humor. His at shtick. Least, yeah. His, like shtick. his sensibilities. I saw all that. At least the, they seemed to turn on it last month. Or Well, yeah, months. it was mostly the game. And I think that's because I don't know, maybe someone like Dan Harmon or the co-creator of uh, um, solar opposites has, reigns him in a bit except for those types of episodes i've been referring to but yeah it'll be very interesting to see because there are even people who aren't like find a similar voice they're like cast christopher lloyd as uh rick but again it would change the show christopher lloyd's like 99 i know like at this point he's not that old but he's old but yeah i don't know it'll be very interesting to see how the seasons without him turn out like on solar opposites. I said, uh, I was going to say you should just let it go. Cause it's not as popular as Rick and Morty, but that it's, he doesn't even do that crazy of a voice either. So I don't know. Sure. We'll see. Like I said, I think it's the right decision. I don't know. And, and Christopher Lloyd is 84 years old. So we'll see what yeah, happens to the show. He's a hop and a skip away from 99. Um, <laughs> Danny, have you been watching any of these shows? First of all, uh, no. So no full disclosure. I've seen maybe four or five episodes of Rick and Morty. So I didn't even know who these guys <laughs> were. So uh, one of the things that Jones has had to do since he's he's been here a few hours is, uh, is fill me in on exactly who this guy was and what he's done. And as soon as I was fully aware of, you know, what we are fully aware of at the moment, it's the right decision. Seems like the show itself as, as, as good as it was, there's no reason why I haven't seen any more episodes. I think it's the right decision, um, and it looks like the show will live on at the moment anyway. So I guess it's it's very sad. Like you said, Jammer, sad that it's come to this and sad for everybody involved, um, but the right decision was made based on what I understand of the situation. I mean, if you're a business, you just can't – you can't put up with somebody who's in these serious lawsuits actively – creating stuff uh that that's hugely problematic you know and that's not even to say any uh what he did specifically um jonesy what are your thoughts does this make you sad how big of a fan of, of these shows were you if at all uh not solar opposites it's not what's the other one panda what's, uh, what's... koala man or koala something yeah fuck that no don't another one um rick and morty huge fan i love the show uh i played high on life a little bit and i i got tired of it so I I totally understand where people are coming from, but I I am so fully invested in Rick and Morty. Am I sad to see him go? Um, I understand the decisions that these businesses are making based on what's happened. Um, is it the decision that I necessarily would have made? I guess. So Nick brought up Ezra Miller. I think that there is a difference between. Ezra Miller and Justin Roiland in this and even Dan Harmon to an extent 
Dan Harmon admitted to and apologized for what he did to Megan Gantz, who was a writer and someone that he sexually harassed. And he even made up an excuse for why he did what he did. He said he just broke up with his girlfriend and he had all these reasons for why he did what he did to Megan Gantz. So that's Dan Harmon. Ezra Miller, I've seen him punch someone on video, right? So there's a difference between what I think someone did or what they've been charged with and what I saw them do with my own eyes. I've also seen Justin Roy someone on video. Sure, but we're talking about what a company chooses to do and who they associate somebody with and whether or not it is the right or wrong decision to make. Hmm. Right. Okay. Um and so with Justin Roiland, this is someone who has maintained their innocence. The company didn't do an investigation into it because it's a criminal matter so that makes sense and so i i find myself conflicted from that perspective um so that makes it a little a little hard as someone who enjoys the show there are lots of people online who are saying like oh this is terrible there's going to be a delay and i'm not quite there yet but i do feel a difference when someone has been charged with something and not necessarily convicted versus either seeing it myself or they've been in, investigated and the investigation says, yeah, they committed this act. Does I gotta, that make sense? Right. Makes sense to me. I actually got a question for you that on that one, Jonesy. Um, were your, because it, it sounds like you've got a strong conviction for uh, innocent until proven guilty. There's your whole background in the law thing that, you know, how how much does that actually how much did that play on uh in your life uh before law school did it change with law school did did, did it become more of a of a thing cuz again on like a there's a difference between the the legal sense and and uh of innocent until proven guilty but the social and business sense is different but it sounds like you're similar to me to where to where it's like Am I because this is a money maker, and if you're in a business, you're in a business to make to make money, and you don't. We've seen it's rare, but it does happen. We've seen cases of of embellishment or uh, things being dropped, uh, people being found innocent. There, there's this whole thing that can come out to where it's basically maybe they did, maybe they didn't, or outright they they didn't, and you jump to this, you know, reaction. What? How does that play on play on you, man? Um, so before I, I, this is going to sound sad. I have no memory before law school, what I thought about any of this stuff. Uh, I started law school in 2006, so I don't recall how I thought about things since joining the military and seeing both criminal and in administrative investigations. It feels very right to me to at least do an administrative investigation before you take some sort of negative action against somebody. So either so in the military, you know this. We've got the fifteen six uh, investigation, which is our administrative, or if it's a criminal matter, it either gets invested by the military police or CID. And so I tend not to want to see action taken um, until one of those things happens. Now again, this is different. Because in this realm, it's possible that we could have seen the thing happen. So Jammer brought up Will Smith, or we saw Ezra Miller do the thing. Like, I'm okay being done with that individual at that point. Um, so that's kind of how I see it. Cool. 
Thanks. Any uh, last thoughts about this situation? That's not a defense of Justin Roiland. That is a an explanation of why I feel <laughs> conflicted about how they went about doing what they did. If they had yeah. come out and said, like, yeah, we independently investigated this and we, we came to our own conclusion and this is why we're doing what we're doing, um, I think I'd feel a little bit more okay with it. I'm not upset now, but I think we live in a world where that's hard, where someone can make an allegation and someone can be charged with something and, and that's just it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll wait and see. Um, I believe things are trial stuff is happening later this year in April or so. I'm sure we'll hear more about that. And if there are any shifts, especially if he maintains his innocence there. Anyway, let's talk about lighter news. Oscar nominations came out this past week and uh, we got some stuff to review. So I'm just going to kind of just go down some of the, the bigger categories here um let's go ahead and start with i'm gonna let's start with best supporting actress and kind of work our way through the supporting actors and leads and then directors and then best picture and if we want to go on to any other specific categories we'll do that so start with best supporting actress we had uh, angela bassett for black panther wakanda forever uh hong chow for the whale carrie condon for banshees of inishirin Jamie Lee Curtis for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Stephanie Sue from Everything Everywhere All at Once. For Best Supporting Actor, we had Brendan Gleeson, The Ban- Banshees of Inishirin. We had Brian Tyree Henry in Causeway. Judd Hirsch, The Fablemans. Barry Keegan, The Banshees of Inishirin. Kiwi Kwan, I think that's how you pronounce it. Apologies if I'm wrong. For Everything Everywhere All at Once. Lead Actress, we have Kate Blanchett for Tar. Ana de Armas for Blonde, Andrea Riseborough for To Leslie, Michelle Williams for The Fablemans, Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Best Lead Actor, we have Austin Butler for Elvis, Colin Farrell for The Banshees of Inishirin, Brendan Fraser, The Whale, Paul Mescal, After Sun, Bill Nye, Living. Best Directors, Martin McDonough, 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 McDonough. I need to work on that. Michael Martin McDonough, The Banshees of Inishirin. Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert and Everything Everywhere All at Once. Steven Spielberg, The Fablemans. Todd Field, Tar. Ruben Ostland, Triangle of Sadness. And now, Best Picture. There's 10, so here we go. We're going to make our way down this list. <clears throat> I'm just going to say the titles. All Quiet on the Western Front. Avatar, The Way of Water. The Banshees of Inishirin, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, Women Talking. By the way, I love Nick, his like predictable responses. Avatar, Top Gun. Hey, like I've seen Avatar now, head. and it's definitely not a best picture now. <laughs> I mean, I would say the same thing about Top Gun Maverick, but... I think I mean, Top Gun Maverick's there. not going to win. It's just there. <laughs> yeah, but it's also not um, even a North South. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying, oh, thank God. 
that they're honoring Top Gun. Granted, it's a fun movie, but like it's not best picture material, at least in my mind. But I guess that just depends on what your what your uh, criteria is for best picture. Would you have um, a beer with it? That's the criteria. I would have a beer with it. I would have a beer with Top Gun. That's, I like that criteria. You know, you're right. What would I have a beer with? So, um, one thing I think is Top Gun. Is, is this comes. I could drink with Top Gun. I could do it. No, Top Gun has to fly. FAA rules. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that's a good point. Uh, so the one thing I think is also interesting is something I didn't mention, and this is weird. I'm sure that there's a sequel situation here, but for best adapted screenplay, Glass Onion is on there. So and is I'm Top like, Gun adapted? I wonder if it was is it because, because they're, they're from pre-existing properties or sequels. I guess I've never seen that before that to my memory, but it must be because they're sequels. They count as adapted. They count as adapted. Yeah, I guess it's, it's really weird. I I thought it was weird. Yeah. I don't like that. But, um, so first things first, Jonesy. No, actually let's start with Danny because I haven't used Danny first. I'm using you first today. When you saw those or heard those, what stuck out to you? Honestly, what stuck out to me is that I was still pissed off. I haven't seen everything everywhere, everywhere at once. (laughs) (laughs) It's really frustrating because I've heard nothing but good things about it since it came out. Everyone says how great it was and how great the lead and supporting actresses were. And they're there being nominated. It's up for 10 total awards, I think. Uh, something's, uh, I think it was double I think it might be 11, actually. I think it's 11. Really? Wow. And I've still not seen it. Very, very, very frustrating. I will say this. Uh, thanks for obviously reading out that list there, Jam. I didn't realize that the the lead actor in Elvis, I forget his name, apologies. Austin Because Butler. although the movie's not great, I was, wasn't impressed with the movie overall. I, I'll be disappointed <laughs> if that did win. But he was, I felt, in that role, immense. And so the, I'm pleased he was nominated, at least. I have no idea what happened with the Golden Globes as far as best actor. Um, but I was pleased to see that that actor from Elvis was nominated. So, yeah, overall disappointment is I still haven't seen that bloody film. Come on. <laughs> He's come. Austin Butler has come a long way. I remember he was in the Shannara Chronicles, which I wanted to love. No. Because, yeah, he was the lead in the Shannara Chronicles. I wanted to love it because I remember I read those books like when I was in middle school and I was just like, this will be fun. Show was yep. awful. It was terrible. Yep. It was really bad. I liked the scenery. It was beautiful, but apart from that, it was just terrible. So he was leading that. He was also <laughs> in Yoga Hosers from Kevin Smith. Uh, oh, he yuck. was a character in that. I think the the worst part about that is that I've watched Yoga Hosers. I actually don't think I finished it, to be honest, but I started watching it, and it was terrible. And he's in that. Um, and then he appeared in like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and I was like, okay, that's a definite step up. Good for you. Good for you. And then, of course, Elvis. So he, he's he's been clawing his way from the bottom of, you know, the worst kind of TV all the way up to, you know, he's now an Oscar nominated actor playing one of the most iconic entertainment figures in the history of entertainment. So that's worth something, I guess. Good for him. Um, sure. Nick, what has struck you about this Oscars? Well, you know what I say about the award shows. I've said it plenty of times before that. They aren't worth a bucket of warm spit and it's popularity contest, blah, blah, blah. Um, but you're right. And I like, don't like but that being said, 
Oh, I don't know. That's a that's a quote that Dick Cheney said to my dad in an interview back like 10 what? years before. My, my dad interviewed him when he lived in when he was a reporter in Wyoming and he asked Dick Cheney about the vice presidency back then. It wasn't Bush. And he was like, the vice presidency isn't worth a bucket of warm spit. So, but that's just a funny answer that, that my dad. That is, that's why I use that so, phrase. But, you know, I just I'm sorry to do this, Nick. It's it's not an antidote. It's an anecdote. But continue. You know me. I'm I'm just uh Miles. What I can't remember his last name. Milesing from from uh Glass Onion. Just Glass saying Onion. words Miles wrong. Braun. And yeah, Miles Braun. Yeah. Um, but here's what I said to on. I think it was to Manny, uh, which just on Twitter. No, it was Anthony. Where I'm like, yeah, it's cool that these people won the Golden Globes, but if, for me, the Oscars and the Golden Globes, like I. I'm kind of a hypocrite because I'm like, I don't care. But then when someone I do like gets nominated, I'm like, good for them or like a movie or something. Um, and I really hate when people are like, this person was snubbed because I'm like, well, that's your opinion. Like there's lots. It's hard. It is hard to pick like five actors out of a year worth of movies. Um, it's really for me as a fan of these things. It's exciting to see Angela Bassett get nominated and screenplays for Top Gun and Glass Onion um, but yeah, I don't really have much of an opinion past that because I I don't try not to be a hypocrite these days and be like now I, mean, I care because someone say in there. things about them. Yeah, I mean, but you're like, allowed to say good for you to someone just because the award doesn't mean anything to you doesn't mean that you're gonna be like oh fuck you you won an award I don't care about like you could still no, say no I don't say fuck you to that person you sell out you poser you got no you got I would never say award. that about these people either but I do think really good for you Angela Bassett um. And, well, and sounds condescending. the guy who played, uh, I'm not trying to, it's early I'm in the kidding, morning. I'm kidding, I'm uh, kidding, go ahead. Everything I say sounds sarcastic. I tried to Miles Braun it again. But um, and good for you, Top Gun. Like, just like, it's not going to win, but with a, a field of 10 movies. I also like that someone pointed out this is one of the Academy Awards that has the most, like, more than the end of the year that actually has a lot of high grossing fan loving movies more than just like mm. little movies that no one saw. Um, sure. I had noticed all- that as well. It does seem like that there's more, I guess, audience pleasing movies, but then, than then just, yeah. And mm-hmm. I haven't seen everything everywhere all at once yet, even though I have it on voodoo, I will get to that now. I was already going to get to it. And then, Good for you. The guy's name I can't pronounce. Short round is his most famous role that he basically wasn't acting at all. And he got an award. Same with Brendan Fraser. I haven't seen The Whale, but it's like, yeah, that guy is like, that, yeah, good for like That's super good for him. Too, He's been with, out. Uh, yeah. With Kaylee Kwan, he, he basically was brought back in when he saw Crazy Crazy Rich Asians and saw like, oh, there are roles for me outside of stereotypes now. Maybe I should give it a shot again. And then eventually led to. And then, of course, Brendan Fraser had his comeback after kind of self-exiling himself due to terrible things that happened to him in the industry. And it's great to see that comeback story. This is probably the most exciting part for those two. So that's my piece. Jonesy. Uh, Oh wait, wait, wait! One last thing. I would movie I want to have a drink with, even though I haven't seen it, is the Banshees movie because it's full Mm. of a bunch of Irishmen, and that's like I think that someone. did the math and 25% of the nominees this year are from Ireland. No, oh, really? That's fine. Yeah. So Martin McDonough, I love him. He's a, Aaron I, so everyone gives me shit about my, my stance on IMAX screening 
and that is just sit closer to the screen in the theater <laughs> and you're getting the IMAX experience. So along Kyle those same lines, like, what, I know one of my best experiences in watching a movie was with my headphones on my iPhone watching In Bruges, which is an amazing is that the same Martin director? McDonough movie. Yeah. Okay, because we watched and In Bruges it, this week, me and my roommate, because of that nomination. Then why did you ask? Well, I was making sure. You, I don't know. Oh, okay. I didn't gotcha. remember the director's name watching it. We were just like, I was like, do you want to see a Brendan Gleeson uh, Colin okay. Farrell movie? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, cool. This Same director. Funny. And it was a great experience. Like, it was just nice, quiet, and intimate, just watching it on my phone. And I was the, at that point, I realized if I'm just immersed in my own way through the story, I don't need a big ass screen. It's fine. I don't need a big ass screen. But, anyways, Jonesy, what are your thoughts on the uh on the nominations i need a big ass screen those are my thoughts um i mean i won't say no to a big ass screen but i don't feel compelled to be like oh i have to watch it on the biggest screen i like i like big ass screens i will not lie (laughs) you are the brothers like jammer you can deny um so i i i think i've tend to feel like nick i don't really give a shit about awards shows but i am happy when the people that like get nominated Um, yeah I would like to see Banshees, um, but I'm really happy for everything, everywhere, all at once. That was a film that I, when I saw it, one, I was pissed off even more at Doctor Strange because I was like, this is the multiverse of madness, right? Like if, if you're going to make a movie called the multiverse of madness, it should be this fucking mad. And that film was not only that it was incredibly good. The action was good. The acting was great. And so to have a film that I saw and felt that strongly about walking out, getting recognized that Mm -hmm. much, um, that makes me very happy. So that's pretty much how I feel about that. And I would like to see, uh, because I did like in Bruges and I haven't seen Banshees. I would like to see that. And it's, it's weird. It's only been within the last month that that movie has even popped up on my radar, which is abnormal. Banshees? Usually it is a, yeah. I think it came out last. Oh, you mean because it's because Oscars, you know, they, they, they like basically hold them close to the chest until like November. Then they're like, Oh, by the way, this is coming out. Okay. So when did it come? Did it come out within the last month? Uh, let me see. Keep talking it had to be 20. I had to have at least a small release in 20. Yeah, yeah. 22, otherwise it wouldn't qualify. But yeah. Um, so yeah, I would like to see that film because I like those actors and I like uh, what the director did in Bird. October of 2022. Yeah. October. Okay. So that's, you know what? That's not too bad. No, I don't feel as bad. Um, but everything, everyone, everywhere, all at once. I hope it, it gets everything that it deserves. It's a fantastic film. So yeah, I, uh, I respect everything everywhere all at once, but man, I remember I was watching it and I paused it and I was like, Oh my God, we're like only halfway through this movie and so much has happened. I'm so tired. I'm so exhausted. (laughs) And I don't know if I could take this overstimulation any longer. Uh, So like I was just exhausted by the end of it. And I was just like, I don't know if I want to watch that again, but it was really good. And it wasn't just, it wasn't just crazy and weird, which it was, but it feel like it had a lot to say. Um, and I think that's that's always a good thing to get in a movie that's not just entertaining and off the wall and just cool, but just it really has like something to say about being a person or being a human or relationships. And, and that that's just 
it did that very well. And now that I talk about it, I really kind of want to see it again because I, I think I could probably lean harder in my mind into the emotions, probably force some tears <laughs> from my eyes along the way. I don't think I cried <laughs> when I saw it last time. I think I can make it happen the next time. Here's anyway, a quick question any other... before you move on. Yeah. Uh, someone posed this on Twitter, and I don't know if it's true. That they said, do you really think ev- everywhere, everything everywhere all at once would be nominated if it was from a big studio? Or does A24 releasing it have something to do with actually even being considered? No. Okay. It does not. Because look at what no, oh yeah no. there are lots of A twenty four movies that aren't nominated. That's I know, a but it adds thought. prestige to what could normally be just an overlooked like blockbuster or something. I, I mean, maybe maybe they have an in because they're well connected and they can get nominated versus like a really really like indie indie movie wouldn't even stand a chance because they couldn't make the theaters in that sense. Yes, okay. but no. Let's see. Wait, you know what I want to know? Now that you've asked that stupid. question, I want to know: Did Midsummer get nominated for anything? Who did that? Who said that? I don't Let know. Let me add him. Someone on the twit. <laughs> it's weird that they singled out everything everywhere all at once. No, it wasn't even someone complaining about it. They were just like, do you think? Yeah, they said what I said. It's like, do you think it was a they didn't say it was bad. They're like, do you think a 24 had something to do with it rather than if it like if it was a big. I know it wasn't expensively blockbuster, but a big blockbuster by like Sony or something. Would it still? have gotten the same recognition but yeah just asking you guys i don't really i don't think so either but i mean that seems like a very thinly veiled uh what's the word i'm looking for of them yeah criticism criticism, hatred people complaining about a thinly veiled people complaining about uh woke culture i it seems like a thinly veiled thing for that Personally, obviously, I don't know who this person is, but this sounds like it. Like, it's not would this have been nominated if it wasn't for A24? A24 didn't get any big, big uh, award nominations. It got stuff from Hollywood Critics Association. Saturn Awards is like the biggest thing on there. And it it only won two things uh, a score award and a virtuoso award. From Santa Barbara International and uh, Ivor Novella Novello Awards. Hmm. Anyway, so yeah, that is the Oscars. Any last thoughts about the Oscars before we move on? No? All right. Let's talk about things that we've been watching and who watches The Watchers, which is, we used to do this more frequently. Not so much since we've been having shorter episodes, but you know we all watch different things throughout the weeks. Yes, what's up? Can I ask Nancy? you a question real quick? Yeah. The whale wasn't that a twenty four movie? Whale. I have no idea. Let's see. I don't know. I was just asking. I, mean, I, I, I mean, thought it was. No, that's that's a good question. Uh, yes, yes, it is. So here's yeah. the question: so, Would would the whale have been nominated if it wasn't for A24? That seems like I a find that to be interesting. That, huh? I mean, that just seems like a different case because that one has awards written all over it from the moment they make it. Like that's almost one of those movies you make to win awards. Why? I know nothing about it. Tell me why. I don't know. Just the sub. I don't even know much about it either. It just that, that just feels like. So what the fuck are you movie. talking about? Nothing. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> uh, 
So I know what Did he you means. Miss him, Nick? <laughs> I know, I, I know, I know what Nick means. So literally, you have uh, an actor. Hold on. Here's the. Here's the. You have an actor who has been having a comeback in the in the mainstream consciousness, putting on a fat suit, really putting on a vert like a, a tour de force performance. And putting it really on a fat seems suit like is actually a, a negative, though. No, but it's like one of those things where it's just like he's transforming to bring a character to life, like not in right. not I in any Murphy saying, way. I'm saying. Or or the Mike Myers way suit thing. We're actually upset. Mm. Oh, I'm sure. My point is, is that it's about transforming for the role in a in a, in a way that is like in, that brings it grounded. I'm not, I'm not defending it. Michelle Yeoh literally played like 15 about. different versions of herself. Good for her, <laughs> also by the way. She's the I forgot. She's to great. Say. She's great in that movie. Everyone's great in that movie. That's not the point. My point is, is that it seems. <laughs> I see your point. It's it's one of those also uh, very understated and smaller movies whereas everything all everything all everywhere all at once is very genre and wacky i get your point nick i agree with you but also (laughs) i think that person is was probably making anti-woke comment and they should be criticized for it maybe but again i'm not the (laughs) one who wrote it i'm not reading my own tweet i know it's not your own tweet you made that you've made that perfectly clear nick we're not accusing you talking about whoever wrote that i'm accusing them also what the fuck are you talking about nick Nothing. Sorry. <laughs> See what you bring up the worst in us, Jonesy. So let's talk about who watches The Watchers, where we talk about things that we've been watching this past week, or in this case, this past couple of months. Nick, I, I'm really excited for your stuff, specifically because the other day, or a couple weeks back, you said you're never going to watch Avatar The Way of Water. And since then, you've watched Avatar The Way of Water. So I'm curious to hear your thoughts about Avatar The Way of Water. So tell us about Avatar The Way of Water. Well, I went with my boss and one other person who works in my building. So everyone but one employee from the building went. And it's only because he saw it one and a half times because the projector broke down the first time he saw it. Okay. Um, well, I don't need this backstory, Nick. Well, that's Just the only reason I'm saying. That's the reason I ended up going. I'm like, okay, care. team building. Um, I really, I've discovered why I don't like them that much. I really don't like the nature and the culture stuff very much in those movies. I like what James Cameron does with the human tech and like, looks like, you know, like the submarines with claws or like the new version of the big suits where you even when Eddie Falco, is that her name? Is that her first name? Where she's like the scene where she's drinking um, and the suits doing the coffee drinking for her, even though she's making the hand movement. Like, I really mm. like the way he sh- or the whaling ships and all that. I really like how he does that kind of stuff. The rest of it, is, I, it just doesn't strike me the same way. You heard it here first. Nick Dahl is in support of the whaling scenes in Avatar The Way of Water. I have I a th- Japanese documentary for you to watch that you'll just enjoy. You'll get a I'm not in favor it. of killing space whales. And it's the most important whales have been in science fiction since Star Trek 3. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It was it was fine. I would yeah. It was about what I expected. I gave it two so you stars what, on Letterboxd. What do you like about the culture stuff? Because you say you I don't mean, like the culture. Star Trek four. Star Trek four, you're right. That's the one with the whales, <laughs> the voyage home. My bad right. Trek fans. But uh I don't know. I just I don't I I'm not into all the oh look at the CGI environment. Like look, look at all these CGI characters. I like it best when humans are on screen. Um just because I think it, why is that the way he shoots it? I think that I don't so you know, don't like animation at all. No, it's not true at all. Well, I'm I trying love to animate so he, films. So here's the thing, Nick. I'm trying to just get you to say more than I don't know because I'm really so curious specious. as to what makes you tick. I'm specious. Like, <laughs> so why why don't you like yeah. the CG stuff? 
No, it's not even the CG stuff I don't like. It's just like I'm not as into exploring the culture of the Navi and like seeing all these like crazy animals and locations and stuff as I am to seeing the sci the more sci-fi elements so to say of like what how human like even the little droids that like build buildings and stuff like i like the world how many building. times did you see battle angel alita zero yeah you don't like it that much no <laughs> God damn it. that's such a weird argument but yeah i don't know i really liked uh yeah those parts of it and i was definitely like uh, like you guys were talking about jermaine clement he was a great character and and that arm scene, woof! Oh, the arm getting cut off. Yeah, and there were yeah. obviously, and I did enjoy. There were lots of homages to like Jaws and obviously t- Titanic. Half so the film felt time, like Titanic. But last time we spoke, you said, "I hate the Avatar franchise." Do you hate the Avatar franchise? Yes. Why? I just it's not for me. Like I don't know. Like here, everyone talks about how great you the say visual effects me. are. The Why visual effects are you? fantastic. But I've never been one to see a movie. And of course, most movies I see are full of visual effects. But I've mm-hmm. never been one to watch a movie just because it looks good. Kind of the exception being I enjoy them a lot. But I do seek out Tom Cruise movies also because of the lack of... There is always, there's obviously VFX in every movie in a computer. But the way that I respect movies more that try to do everything... As much, not everything you can never do everything. But do a lot of stuff practically. So Some the, sto- the stories... All at once. So... What? No. Why hate? Seen... Hate is a very strong word. I don't think, did I, I even I really think, say? So I get hate? Jammer's point. Hmm? Last time I agreed, and I said hate this time. Did I really say hate the Avatar franchise last time? I'm pretty time? sure you did say hate last time. It's just yeah, you did. It's just not for me. I don't know. It's just the stories don't okay. hit me that hard. And... But I mean, it's there's a difference between not for you versus hate. Well, it's just it's so much not for me that if I hadn't gone in the circumstances i did it's not even a movie i would have ever watched on disney plus because i just i i just don't care that's a better thing than hate is i saw I the first movie hate. like i hate venom i hate venom and i hate the venom fan class i hate it because people love it so much and it's complete dog shit amen that's kind of how i feel about avatar venom is harmless Right, Kyle? Venom is harmless. God dang it. I told you it wasn't harmless. No, I've already admitted. You're right. You're right, Kyle. You're right. Hashtag you were right. And just so I don't have to go into more detail of explaining my thoughts rather than just I feel this way. I do it to pop off and go to work. You're on the show to talk about that, though. I know I did. This I did is the piece. show. This is literally the show. You can't say like I don't want to explain. It. Like this is this is this, this I did is why explain we're it more than I explained. This is why we're here. Jammer pushed me so, into explaining it more. So. I know, but I want to push you more in the future. We'll talk about this. We'll save this for next week. But I want you to write an essay. <laughs> no. It's going to be five pages, double spaced. Uh, and I'm going to make all say... the periods bigger so that that used to be a big old <laughs> trick. Periods bigger. Make the what? periods bigger. You increase the page count slightly. What do you mean the, the periods bigger? Who does that? Highlight all the periods. I used to do that sometimes in college. If I was just short, I'd be like, if you enlarge every period, the professor doesn't notice that, but it does add a little bit of what the fuck page count, especially if it's a very long <laughs> paper. But yeah, I gotta go to work. It was good to see you, Jonesy. I don't see you very often, hey, and thank you for every <clears throat> thank you, audience. Thank you, Kyle. Thanks, everybody. I'll be back next week. Okay, bye. Adios. What the? Oh, Kyle. What? What? what Kyle just it's closed all, his camera. I'm no. I'm all okay. right. Just it relax. <laughs> it's so I can mess with something in OBS. Carry, carry on. Scared me. Okay. Um. So, I've also been watching some stuff. 
I've been watching a couple of things, mostly on HBO Max. Uh, apparently, I'm on a Mindy Kaling kick because I started with the Sex Lies of College Girls, which is really fun. I highly recommend it if you're into just comedy. I'm always in search of a 30-minute comedy. We'll get to that in a second. Um, God damn it. So... Anyways, if you're into if you're into thirty minute comedies and you want something that has like a little bit more, <clears throat> I don't want to say mature because sex jokes aren't mature. But if you just want something that's fun, I, I highly recommend it. I like all the characters in it. I think they're great. It's mature content, but it's lowbrow. Lowbrow mature content. There you go. Have you seen it? No, I don't like Mindy Kaling. <laughs> oh, you don't? I like her stuff. Her stuff is usually no. funny, which is why uh, Velma was especially sad for me. Um, it's not. I think it's getting too much hate personally. So Mavelma is the mature Scooby-Doo cartoon reimagining where you have Mindy Kaling playing Velma. You have Sam Richardson playing quote-unquote Shaggy, who's Norville. Um, and you have, what's her name from Fresh Off the Boat and Crazy Rich Asians? I forget her name, but the actress from that one. She is <clears throat> Daphne. And then you have Freddie. So basically they're completely reimagined and uh, it's more mature. Lots of swearing and gore and some nudity and stuff. I think it's getting too much hate, but it's not great. I'll keep watching it and see if it gets better. I think it's a show that maybe could lean into it. To me, the biggest problem is it feels like it's almost going for a Harley Quinn tone, and it's not nearly as well-written as Harley Quinn. How um, much did you watch? I've watched two or three episodes so far. Many, many, many seconds. We're about to we're bumping up against that anime rule. Two episodes. Okay, so, it was, so the it was third the one, that's going to change your mind. <laughs> Probably not, out. but you never know. I'm, I'm actually open to it changing because it's for me, it's at least entertaining enough to keep me going. And it's short enough to where it's not a huge deal, but mm. it's not it's not great. It sounds like it's, it seems like it's trying to be Harley Quinn and it's not as good as Harley Quinn. Um, that's exactly what Manny had said on the on the daily. Oh, really? Talking about it, that it, it was trying so hard to do to be something and it came nowhere near that and. I think it gets too much hate. Like everyone is like hating on it as the worst thing ever. It's not that bad. It's just not great. Um, and I think people are strangely and awkwardly attached to Scooby Doo as a franchise, as if they've been watching it for like consistently for like, no, you haven't. It's like, oh, I grew up with Scooby Doo. Fuck, get the fuck out of here. There's been a billion Scooby Doo's. Why does this one bother you? Get over it. But um, it, it, it's not great. I wanted to like it. I wanted to love it, and I don't. So. That's what I'll say about that. Has anyone else seen it other than me? I no. thought about watching it, and I, I couldn't think why I had the it's, thought. It tries to. There's a very try hard meta thing to it that I don't like. Where you know she says, "Oh, this is the part where I do this in the story," and da da da. I'm like, uh, uh, it's been done better, and I don't. I can't put my finger on why it didn't. Yeah, work by She Hulk. It was done better by She Hulk. I will say that no, it was done better by She Hulk. <laughs> Yes, it was. I have no basis for comparison. Um, but yeah, so Velma, I'll I'll keep watching it. It's not great, but it doesn't deserve the hate that it's been getting. Um, all right, so that's what I've been watching. Oh, also, I said this before. Matilda the musical is awesome. You should watch Matilda the musical. It's amazing. It's so much fun. I saw the end. I really like the ending. Yeah. You should watch the rest of the movie. The rest of the movie is really good. I'm good. I don't okay. like musicals. I'm good. I mean, if no. you don't like musicals, then there's no point. So if you like musicals, you then yes. <laughs> if you don't like musicals, you don't, you shouldn't watch it. It's It's got to be like some Hugh Jackman level shit. 
and this wasn't. How dare you? Did you just okay? What? <laughs> uh, it's just weird that you say some Hugh Jackman level shit, like the Greatest Showman. No, no, it's the no. Greatest Showman or nothing. I feel like that's a perfectly reasonable bar. To Actually, set. you you cut outside and hear what you said. Say that again. I feel like that's a perfectly reasonable bar to set. Either it is this good or I nothing. I think it's better than any musical that I've seen with Hugh Jackman in it. Personally. Mm. Okay. I think it's what what other musicals are there from Hugh Jackman? With Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Uh the Oscars. <laughs> Danny and Joni Jonesy, what do you what have you been watching lately? I know you have a certain aeroplane based film that you've watched. You should do Last of Us first because you've been watching that now. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I've managed to find a way to be able to watch um, the Last of Us uh, legally, uh, and uh, and I'm very impressed. I, I must say, mm. as you guys were saying last week, it seems like none of us have actually played the game. And that to me has been a big bonus for me personally watching it because I have no idea what to expect from a storyline point of view or from what happens to characters. So everything is everything is a shock stroke surprise. I'm loving it. I think it's a great show. Um, so I'm super stoked about that. Um, and it's been a Disney yep. Plus week for me. It's before been that, before catching that, up with Bad Batch that. and National Treasure. Oh, but we'll get back to oh I've been watching that too. But really quick, I just want to say there's been, there was a there was a scene in The Last of Us episode one where I just imagined playing it as a video game. And when he, it's when he was carrying his daughter as the things were like yep. caving in around him. And I just imagined like limping, like pressing forward and limping through. And then something happening, having to press like an action time event in order for him to dodge it. I just imagined it yeah. as that. I probably isn't, but to me, that felt very video game. I don't know if that was intentional or if it's just the fact that it's based on a video game colored my perspective. From everything I've been hearing and reading, I'd say it probably was very much intentional. Uh, you know, mm. obviously someone has played the games out there, a dear listener or a dear viewer, tell us if we're right or wrong. But it does seem to me like something that was in the game because they've been playing a lot of paying a lot of close attention to some game nods and winks. So yeah, so yeah, that's it. Um, the hit and miss show, which is literally hit and miss for me right now, is Bad Batch. You get one good episode, which has been ultimately the moment, the crosshairs episode. And then immediately following that, there's been a complete, nah, that was a waste. That was that was boring shit. And then next time it'll be a hit again. It's a strange show. Um, uh, disappointingly a strange show, I must say, because I did enjoy season one of Bad Batch. Um, and yeah, like I said, Gemma, I've been catching up with National Treasure on Disney Plus too, the TV show, the TV series National Treasure. I'm persevering with it. It's got some good points and it's got some down points, but it's better than Willow, and I'm glad I'm persevering with this one. I uh, I'm also watching National Treasure. I'm like five episodes in, and I'm with you. There's yeah. there's lots of it, it's not great. I'm not even sure if it's good, but it's hitting some of the right points for me. Uh, yeah. I love them using Riley in it from the movies. Yeah. I thought he was great. Yeah. I thought his personality continued to it was consistent where he's kind of like still kind of trying to prove that he matters in a way yeah. and isn't isn't quite there and that moment where he literally channels uh Nicolas Cage's energy from the movies with how he go, he thinks through puzzles is really funny. I thought that was great. And uh also I I love the fact that and I went back to the first movie after this. They brought back that random FBI agent who discarded that 
Declaration of Independence threat. That's the actual same oh, actor was he in that? who was in. Was that him? He was I in the did first not know movie. That, that was him. Oh, I didn't recognize brilliant. him either, and I was like, "Is he in the first one?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's legitimately him. He is the same exact oh, guy brilliant. from the first one." He was. Yeah. yeah. So I was demoted. That to me, uh, it's literally just the fan service. It's not good, but it's hitting all the right notes for me as someone who loves those movies. So yeah, it's fine. Like I'll keep watching it. I'll probably finish it. I don't know if I'll recommend it to anyone outside of you know national treasure fans but it's a good time yep yeah for sure yep for sure jonesy jonesy it's funny i think danny and i've been watching literally the exact same stuff with the exception of i have fallen asleep or passed on so like bad batch i saw the first episode fell asleep on the second episode um i watched the first episode of national treasure and went "Eh, like it's fine and i i felt no need or desire to go back and watch it um and what else last of us has been great uh it actually made me want to go back and play the game like try to play the game again because i think like jammer you said you only played a few minutes of it um that was me as well and so i think i'll go back now and do that but i'm having this problem with television where unless it's just like hitting i have other things i either either have to do or would rather do and so it needs like it cannot just be like national treasure like you guys are persevering like i don't don't have time for that well it's Um, it it hits more with me because i'm such a fucking whore for the first and second movies yeah i mean and i really enjoyed them as well but this is not that like to put it another way i'm i would say that i'm a whore for willow and the first two episodes of that and i'm like i'm good I have no desire mm. to to go back. There are other things I'd rather be doing than I think I saw National Treasure two four good. times in theaters. Jesus Christ! So, like, they're they they strike with me on a a weird level. Those movies. That's weird. I'm not going to defend um, it, but I'm just saying that's what it is. Yeah. No. So yeah, I need things to hit or get out of the way. So Last of Us is a hit. I'm going to keep watching that and uh, everything else i'll get there i'll get there yeah and then uh dan and i yesterday we saw plane how was it that was the last movie i watched it is a fun b movie there's a part of me that was like does this need to be a theater movie is there anything about the scale of this film that needs to be in the theater i came to the conclusion no Hmm. um but i enjoyed what i saw like if this had been a this feels like it could have been a netflix movie and you would not have felt like you missed anything by not having seen it in the theater um i enjoyed the relationship between mike coulter and gerard butler and it it was fun from the perspective of it felt like the movie was setting up for one thing with stereotypes and people that you saw and then it just didn't do anything with that at all and so that was a nice and fun surprise. Um, the fight scenes were interestingly shot. Um, it felt like you were watching people that didn't know how to fight fight, but they were still shot well enough to keep them interesting, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, was it intentionally shot? Like Yes. Was it intentional yeah, that yeah, they yeah. didn't know how to fight? Yes. Okay, yes. that's good. Like you're, you're, in, you're watching people that don't know how to fight but it's shot well, so you're still into what you're seeing and you care about these characters and you don't want them to die. 
Um, and they were just very consistent with certain things like um, Gerard Butler in this movie is not a killer. So like when something happens like that, like he, he looks appropriately aggrieved. It's almost like um, Tomb the Raider. opposite of, oh, dang it. well, I was going to say the opposite. It's funny you said Tomb Raider. Cause I was going to say the opposite of uncharted where in uncharted, he's like this happy go lucky guy. But like, as you play the game, he's like a killer. He's killing a whole bunch of people. And so Gerard Butler in this, like people have to die, but every time it happens, like you, you see it or when he gets hurt, like you see that. And so I appreciated that. Um, I think people should watch it. Like for me, it was a solid B film. Um, I definitely watch it again if it comes on TV. It's funny. I remember when the trailer came out for that, Kirsten and I were super excited for the first half of the trailer because it looked like it was, it was capturing that Con Air vibe. And then the plane crashed. And then I was like, oh, there's more movie. Oh, there's a lot. Oh, I don't know if I want this movie. And I wasn't <laughs> quite sure. So as someone who wanted that, how does the movie deliver? Um, it is not Con Air. It's nothing like Con Air. Um, so the bad guys are cookie cutter and generic. Like, because as I think about Con Air, like they had such a rich tapestry of just like, the, just the most fucking disgusting scummy guys personality yeah yes um you had ving rames you had john malkovich you had steve buscemi you had dave fucking Chappelle, right like so like as you as you think about con air if that's your if that's your bar no no Sigh. <laughs> that's a bummer you got cole meany right you got uh chief o'brien right how do you how do you how do you top chief o'brien like just no but it, it's still good. It's just not Con Air good. Danny, what are your thoughts? Do you have anything to add? No, only that what I was, uh, as well as Jonesy, I enjoyed the fight scenes. Um, it was a it, it was a pleasant surprise to see because obviously, as you see from the trailer, Gerard Butler is just a captain. He's just a pilot. He's not, it, it, you don't find out he's some ex-Secret Service SAS warrior or anything. He remains that way. So when situations arise, where a should we say a normal human being has to do certain things, it adequately shows his his revulsion, his sickness, his guilt. You know, all comes through. So that was quite pleasant. The you know from that perspective, the action stuff was really good. I will say this though, Jammer and to Mrs. Jammer, if you're listening, the film in the the, the trailer gives the impression of a certain film, and it does. Like Jonesy said, there is a certain setup with some of the characters. You think, okay, you're bringing that on because they're going to be the first to die. You're bringing that on because he's going to be the one that causes this. You bring, and none of that happens. But also, the title of the film actually has more to do with the with the film than you'd think. It's actually okay. It's not just a hostage film that has a plane crash at the beginning. And I'll leave it at that in case you don't want to be spoiled. So the title is actually more relevant than the trailer suggests. So you never know, Jammer. Maybe you and Mrs. Jammer will enjoy it when you see it on TV. On a small Maybe. screen. On the smallest on, on screen the, you can find. The way, the way cinema should be viewed. And <laughs> I'll, I'll add, I think I walked into this cold. I had never seen the trailer. I had only ever seen posters for it. And I think that that helped. Right, because I had zero expectations for what this film was going to be. And so it was all just unfolding in front of my eyes as opposed to having seen bits and pieces of it in the trailer. And that, that was good. All right. Well, sorry, did we any... keep you awake? Did we, did we bore you that much? So bored. You guys are just really <laughs> unengaging. 
So I mean, on that note, we may as well just end the show here because I yeah, we don't I'm talk so about bored. Else. So thank you so much for listening or watching everybody on the John Reverse Podcast Network. This isn't the only show you could be watching on this YouTube channel. YouTube channel, we of course have uh, Daily Cup of Genre. We have Genre Shots, uh, AVR Squared, Anime Versal Reviews, The Cantina, and of course, we can't forget Marvel Multiverse Mayhem which is the show that Nick constantly forgets the title of, and I remembered it, so mm-hmm. I'm special. Um, but yeah, yes, yeah, so we have all those shows in addition to other reactions from Kyle and Co. Uh, thank you so much, Kyle, once again for producing. And again, happy birthday, Kyle. Happy belated birthday. Thanks, I hope guys. it was a good one. And uh, I have a hemorrhoid. Where... Of course it wasn't. <laughs> well, I hope that I got nothing. But that Kyle. also makes it appropriate for getting older. There, there you go. In, <laughs> indeed. Woo, yeah. Midlife crisis. I mean, I'm excited. Sports car, motorcycle, something. It's just gotta gotta be red. Definitely not a motorcycle. <laughs> no, no, definitely not a motorcycle right now. For, or for what all, the hell? With the vibration. For all hemorrhoidal updates. Danny knows he has a motorcycle, and maybe a hemorrhoid. <laughs> um, that's just the way I sit. For all hemorrhoidal updates, uh, be sure to file follow at that Kyle Malone on Twitter. Oh, God. Uh, and yeah, it'll be a good time. So, Danny, where can people find you? <laughs> you can find me in Dubai showing Jonesy around. I thought he was going to say showing him his hemorrhoid. <laughs> <laughs> Jonesy, where can people find you? Waiting for Kyle to lance his hemorrhoid on Twitch. <laughs> Dude, you, you should do another YouTubers. subscriber, we'll right a subscriber YouTube. drive. You'd be like, there, there <laughs> five thousand, I lance it. God. <laughs> no anesthetic. No anesthetic. <laughs> uh, oh, I apologize. You're not going to be able to monetize this video, Kyle. <laughs> anyway, you can find me on Twitter at AJ Cerna Writer, and. Uh, what, is that? what else can you do for me? Yeah, you can buy my books at, you know, just look up AJ Cerna on Amazon or Audible. Or you can also check out mahiabooks.com. I'm also looking for, what's the word? Reviews for my audiobook. If you're interested, get in touch with me on Twitter at AJ Cerna Writer. I can get you a copy of my audiobook. So, take a When's the next book coming out? You got your little vision board behind you. You got Act 4 up there. What's going on? That Update. one is currently about, we're about 60,000 words into that one. The first one was 110,000 words. I anticipate this next one's going to be around 180,000 words, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, she, she's she's drafting through about 60,000 words. And uh, I'm also writing another book, Spectral as well. So like we, we got the, the train going here at Mahia Books headquarters. So... <sighs> All right, that's it, Kyle. I'm done. Thank you so oh, much. Shit. Was lasagna. I still on? Damn. Don't get me on you. Mission accomplished. Hasta lasagna.